0: The following is a Talking Buds podcast special presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, the bar is open. Come on in and join the Buds for a Maple Leafs postseason pint. My friend Harry and I would uh, like to buy you guys a round of beers. You fellas been doing a bit of
1: boozing, have you? Sucking back on grandpa's old cough medicine. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers.
0: This is the Talking Buds podcast
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our very first postseason pint post game show ryan i hope you and everyone else listening to us can hear the smile on my face coming through the microphone because oh man what a terrific performance from the maple leafs tonight game one in boston how are you feeling right now are you as pumped up as i am
0: Oh yeah! Wait, wait, wait! I got, I got, I got a surprise for you guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh!
1: oh. Postseason uh, pint, okay, my wait, friend. Okay. What a victory! All right, Ryan. Well, in that case. Oh! What a victory indeed, my friend. The Maple Leafs defeating the Boston Bruins four-one, playing the absolute. Perfect road game tonight. It's like, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know if I've been this jacked up all year. Yeah. Cause this is what we've been waiting
0: for, man. Like we've been talking about this day forever and it finally came and you were expecting the worst and they show up and maybe play their best game of the season in Boston. And the sometimes they say perfect road game and you're like, what the hell does that mean? Tonight was the absolute definition of a perfect road game.
1: Yeah, I could not agree with you more, buddy. Oh my god. Fantastic. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. Just
0: phenomenal, dude. Just on the edge of your sweet. I have I have to have a shower after that.
1: Yeah. Well, you all day, right? Like you're just walking around all day. Like I know fellow buds listen to this. You're just Walking around all day just thinking about the game. You just want to leave work, get home, so you can just get situated. Crack a postseason pint and watch the game. Just just on cloud nine. Just on cloud nine. Yes, man. Woo!
0: Yes, yes. This is when like you, you throw the critic that you become a side and you become an absolute fan. And tonight is the reason why. What a... Victory! What a start. The first game one win for this franchise since 2003.
1: Super, super impressive.
0: Oh, dude. All right,
1: without further ado, let's get into it. Let's run this bad boy down. So the game starts with Tavares matched up against the Bergeron line. Ryan, I find it hard to... Uh, to believe that we didn't like, I feel like we didn't touch on this enough, which is crazy to me because all we did is talk about this series and the, like the these two teams. But having John Tavares to go up against Patrice Bergeron every night is a much better situation than what the Leafs had last year, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and that just leaves those lines cancel each other out, and then you have. Austin Matthews freeing away up against David Krejci and you hope that Kadri brings his absolute best. That line brings their best against that third line matchup. Overall, we talked about the series all about the toughness factor, but what we didn't mention is if the Maple Leafs play their game, that they could match line for line and just, you're right. Just having Johnny T out there to go up against that top line with Marner makes the world's difference for their forward depth in the other two forward lines, the Kadri and Matthews line to go up against those other Bruins lines that aren't as strong as that Bergeron line.
1: So, the game starts, I thought the Leafs looked a little nervous uh to start the game, some turnovers early in the defensive zone. Some of the uh some of the defensemen Zaitsev, Muzin got exposed a little bit early. Midway, like no no real no real Scoring chances, like, no real dangerous scoring chances. Midway through the first period, William Nylander takes a weak, high-sticking penalty. Like, just, like, just, like, I don't... For the, like, the the officials put their whistles away in the third period, but to call that penalty in the first, you're kind of like, what?
0: I know, and it's, high-stick's tough, too, because... It got him. Like, it did get him in the face, but it's just tough. Like, Nylander gets nailed and he's just trying to fight for the puck back, and his stick gets up, and that
1: penalty's called, and you're just like, oh, here we go. On the ensuing power play, the Bruins tic tac toe Patrice Bergeron in the net. Ryan, what was going through your head at that point in time?
0: Here we go again. Yep. Here we go again. And, There's nothing that Freddie Anderson could have done on that, man. That was just Marchand Bergeron in a perfect scoring position, and one of the best players in the National Hockey League is not going to miss a wide-open opportunity like that. So once that goal went in, I was just like, oh, this is not the start we were looking for. We needed some good breaks to start this hockey game, to start this series. So as soon as that puck went in, I was a little worried
1: about seven minutes later, at the 3.16 mark, Mitchell Marner, the, the the fantastic, mesmerizing, dominant, unbelievable Mitchell Marner, wires one off a rebound, ties the game up, and just... Instantly gets them back in, gets the rest of the team electrified. And we go to the first intermission, tied 1-1 with the Leafs leading in shots, 10-8.
0: Yeah, they needed that goal, man. And it was a weird bounce, too. Like, they had one good opportunity, and then Marner threw it on net, and it hit a couple bodies, and all of a sudden, Hyman was piling in, and then it was in the net, and you're like, thank God, this is the bounce we needed to get back into this hockey game. And it fired them up. Thank God that went in.
1: Second period starts. Hesperi Kapanen takes a high sticking penalty.
0: Oh, high
1: sticking. Yeah, love, love high sticks. On the on the love um, him. on the ensuing penalty kill, Mitch Marner gets a shorthanded breakaway, gets hauled down. He gets a penalty shot. And you're like, all right, penalty shot. On the penalty shot, undresses uh, Tukarask Two one leafs, Ryan. I have on my notepad here in capital letters. Pay this man his money. I'm Mitch Marner's agent, Kyle Dubis. I cannot wait for you to tell me why I should take anything less than eleven point five million next season. And there's
0: no argument at this point, man. Yeah. Like the guy is an absolute force. Yeah. oh yeah. Absolute
1: force. Oh yeah, he's their best he's their best he's their best player by far
0: constantly by creating fun. offense, making other players better around him, creating scoring chances left, right, and center. I'm not going to lie. I did not have a lot of confidence in him on that penalty shot because what we've I know they didn't go to a lot of shootouts this year, but they've been to a lot of shootouts the past two years with the Marner and Matthews era. And those guys, as skilled as they are, have not shown much in the shootout. So I was like, uh, I've I seen Marner on a couple kind of breakaway shootout opportunities. He's never really looked that great, but man, he just outweighed Rask. And once that went in, I gave the old fist
1: pump, baby. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We oh go? yeah. That was a jump off the couch. That was a jump off the couch moment for sure.
0: And I thought he was running out of real estate, too. Like he kept stick handling and stick handling. And it was like, uh, he's going to start fumbling it here. And then all of a sudden. Rask went one way, he went the other way, and it was 2-1, and we were
1: on our way. So, so far in the show, it's been by far the most positive episode that we've ever done. But I do have one note here after that, and I want—I don't want to get into this right now because I've got like observations at the end of the game that I want to get, we can get, we can get more into this, excuse me. But I said the Leafs defensive zone play is chaotic. So hold your thoughts on that. Yeah. We can talk about that when we're done our wrap up here. Eight minutes to go in the second period. Austin Matthews hits a post. He had Rask beat, hits a post. And you're just like, Oh
0: man. Yeah, I know. And like he, he, after having a tough series last year and us counting on him to have a big series this year, it was like, he, he, he really needed to me in my mind, I was like, he really needed that one just to like really get him going. But as long as this guy's getting prime scoring opportunities like that and getting himself into great scoring opportunities, that's all he can really do, and that's all we can really ask of
1: him. He didn't score tonight, but I still thought he had a great game.
0: Yeah, no, and he played well. We've had our uh, questions about his defensive game too, and I thought he was, I thought he was solid, man. He had a lot of takeaways. He was always skating hard. So I wish that one went in for him, but I'm sure if he keeps getting those opportunities, one will go in eventually.
1: 135 left in the second. Patty Marlowe with the puck behind the Leafs net. Patty Marlowe, I thought, had a better game tonight.
0: Yeah, I saw him skating around.
1: Makes a nice pass to Nazem Kadri, who lays a beautiful pass. Cross ice right on the tape to Willie Nylander, who finishes five hole on Tuka Rask. 3-1 Leafs. I have here on my notes that's exactly what Nylander needs to do. If he's going to be effective, we said last week on the show, we said this is your chance to make everyone forget about the tough season and the the unimpressive numbers, and he got a chance tonight to bury one, and he buried one. High five Willie. Proud of him. Proud of him for burying that.
0: We've been hard on him, dude, and I I was laying into him a bit after the first period too. I wanted to see – a little bit more effort on his side. And even that whole line, dude, even Kadri. Kadri was struggling, but he made the play when he had to. Nylander scored when he had to. And that just changed the whole game, man. I'm, I'm, I'm Nylander needed that. You're right, dude. Like, clean slate. He needed that goal bad, and he got it.
1: Shots after the second period are 29-24 in favor of the Bruins.
0: And dude, I twenty. I saw that, and I was like, I don't remember the Bruins getting twenty nine shots. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. Like maybe there were just more like perimeter shots, but I, I don't remember the Bruins having like a lot of A plus scoring chances at the Maple Leafs net through two periods.
1: So. I thought the Leafs had some good jump to start the third, but so did the Bruins. The teams traded some quality scoring chances. The Leafs go on the... It wasn't really... like The the first 10 minutes of the third period was kind of back and forth. Not really um, a lot to note. Um, The Leafs go on the power play with eight minutes left in the third.
0: Thank God they finally got a call too, man. they finally got a call. If they didn't call that interference, that would have been an absolute joke. That is literally... The definition of interference, and they let Chara go on a couple calls earlier in that hockey
1: game, and they finally got that big, tall, slow, ugly dude, man. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about him later, don't you worry. So here, here's a nitpick, here's a nitpick. Leafs are up 3-1, get a eight minutes to go, you get a power play, you got a chance to score again, and put the game away, essentially, and Babcock throws the second unit out there, and burns an entire minute of the power play.
0: Yeah, I, I, dude, I was like, the second unit. Like, I, I get the whole, they were, uh, some of the guys on the first unit were just on the ice. But it's like, who cares, man? Yeah. But at that point in this hockey game, how I felt about this hockey game, at that point, I was just happy to kill two minutes off the clock. Yeah. Why agree. not? Agreed. You're up two goals. I'll take a two-minute time waster. Why not?
1: I've got in my notes here, Leafs have uh Leafs go into protect the lead mode with under five minutes left. And then the yeah. Bruins with like two and a half minutes, pull the goalie. Leafs weather the storm. Johnny T pots an empty netter. 4 1 and that's all she wrote.
0: Yeah, man. Like, I g I you're good no matter how well you're playing, at the end of a hockey game when you're down, you're going you're going to expect a flurry towards your own net and a kind of a fire drill in your own zone. It always happens in every sport, late knock game you're down. The other team is always going to bring a little fire. I'll say it right now, man. I thought that was the best third period they've played against a good hockey team all season. I
1: I thought that was quite possibly the best game they've played all year. Yeah. Like Like that, that
0: I've never seen them this year play a third period like that against a great playoff caliber team. Like they, the Bruins had like four shots in the third period with like five minutes left. And it's like, instead of laying back and doing this whole trap game, trying to protect the lead, they just kept playing their game. They kept four checking their game is never going to be perfect. There's always going to be some giveaways. They're going to shake your head and have you yelling at your television. But, For this hockey team, I thought that third period was about as good as you're going to get.
1: So, can I read you my observations and then get you to comment on them?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: So, first and foremost, the big dogs stepped up. We said for weeks that if the Leafs are going to be successful in this series, that's what's going to need to happen. They're going to need the big dogs to step up. Marner, two goals. Nylander, a goal. Matthews hits the post and is playing... One of his best 200-foot games of the season. Johnny T had a breakaway that where Rass stopped him, but then Potts the empty netter. Nazem Kadri got the assist on the Nylander goal. Morgan Riley was great.
0: Yeah, man, that's the first thing I thought about, too, hopping on here. I'm like, we said the big dogs. You look at that score sheet. The big dogs stepped through, man. That That's the first thing I thought of, too.
1: Let's uh, let's go through some ice time, Ryan. So, so some notable so notable things. I've kind of just skimmed through this, so I just want to point a few out to you. Ron Hainsey with twenty two thirty three. That won't surprise anyone. That's going to piss some people off, but yeah, dude, he made a couple huge plays in his own end, stopping
0: passes through the slot, blocking shots out front of the net. He's not going to be a speed demon, but I thought he did his job tonight.
1: Mitch Marner, 1908. Austin Matthews, 2042. He was around the 1617 mark all year, and he got 20 minutes tonight. Jake Muzzin, 2047. Morgan yeah, Riley, 2434.
0: Yeah, dude, I texted you during the game, and I'm going, if I'm Mike Babcock, I am playing Morgan Riley. 30 minutes every game this series because he's by far and away their best defenseman but another observation I had tonight Muzzin and Zaitsev were on the ice a lot Jake
1: Muzzin had 2047 and Nikita Zaitsev had 2059
0: yeah like they they were on the ice a lot and that leads me to my other point that Gardner and Dermott I barely even noticed them tonight. And to me, in a playoff game, that's a, that's a good thing yeah, that I, I didn't notice. Them. I they were always kind of making their play, making the right play, making a good pass, taking their man. If I'm not noticing Jake Gardner on the ice in his own zone, then he's having a really good game.
1: I for sure, for sure agree with you with that. So those are the ice time leaders. Um, Hyman with 1857. Johnson 1752, Capitan 1828. So, like the 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 fourth line got the got the short end of the stick tonight with the ice time, which is what you would expect in a playoff game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when they were on the ice, dude, they weren't that bad.
1: No, I thought they. I thought um, Trevor Moore was really good tonight. It's just, yeah, it just I... you just go out there, kill some time, get off,
0: finish your checks, skate yep. hard, yep. make Chara skate around.
1: Oh, let's get let's transition into that. All right. My second observation tonight, Zdeno Chara looked like a senior citizen out there tonight. He got exposed four or five times, just guys blowing around him, and he took the penalty on Nylander because he just couldn't keep up. That is something that this team has to exploit for the rest of this season. Make that old geezer. Have to follow you all over. That ugly old geezer have to follow you all over the ice.
0: Yeah, dude. He I, sucked
1: I, tonight, and I loved every second of it.
0: Same. Uh, dude, like, I I, I respect Sidan Ocharo as a hockey player, and I'm sure if you met him as a human being, he'd be a great guy. But as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, I hate I'm you. going against this individual. Yeah, I hate you. And I, I can't stand you. You're a 6'9 bully Whenever the things get tough, you try to muscle your way through with how tall you are. You drive me nuts. Dump it in his his corner. Take his hit. But if you keep doing that, you're going to outskate him, and you're going to make him look old like you did tonight. Keep going after him. Do not shy away from that matchup. Keep exploiting him because if you take him away in this series that is going to give you a huge advantage and give you a chance to win. So tonight, the way he looked, that is a positive sign for me.
1: So I just want to touch on this uh, quickly. It's like this has been the positive review, but I I do want to get your thoughts on some of the turnovers in the defensive zone tonight. If there's one sort of like um, negative or something to work on from this game, that would be it for me. There were a few times where they just, they just really struggle getting the puck out of their own zone. And then the the forwards do this thing where they like circle back and it's like, no, go forward, go forward. Yeah, dude, I'm with you on that one. Your, yeah.
0: There's always going to be giveaways in a hockey game. The game, the game of hockey is just too fast and there's guys coming at you too hard and not all your buddies on the ice are in position. So you're going to give the puck away sometimes. I understand that. But in the playoffs, it's not the regular season. When you have a chance to put it up ice, I'd rather you give the puck away at the Bruins blue line than turn around, try to create some space for yourself, and give the puck away at your blue line or in your own zone. So if you don't have a play and you decide to turn around and try to make that back D pass or try to skate your way up the ice, just don't. Just flip it up. If you ice it, you ice it. Just, I'm with you. I saw. I noticed that a lot that tonight, too. is just... This, this turning around in their own zone. I get the D to D pass, but sometimes it's better just to kind of give the puck away in deep in the Bruin zone than try to make a sweet little play and then give it away at your blue line.
1: Last little bit, Freddie Anderson, 974 save percentage. Fantastic. I,
0: I didn't really, he made a couple like, his saves tonight weren't really one-on-one making huge saves with shots coming from the slot. It was a lot of being in really good position in his net to stop pucks that he couldn't necessarily see or know where they were going. Like there was a lot of deflections towards him, And just from him being in good position, he was able to make those saves in the future in the series. I'm sure he's going to have to make more kind of 10 bell one-on-one kind of saves. But for tonight, I thought he did an unbelievable job of just being calm, always being in position and making a save by just being in good position.
1: That is his role, Ryan. It's not only just to be like a, a goalie and make saves. It's to calm everything down. Because like we just said, this team can be a bit chaotic in their own zone. And he just he just has this aura, this calming aura about it. I feel it when I'm watching the games. He calms me down, for God's sakes. Yeah.
0: Believe it or not, dude, I thought tonight, Freddie Anderson aside, I thought... We always talk about team toughness. I thought a lot of them did a great job of finishing their checks tonight.
1: Well, I would like to think that a lot of them, because they had a night off last night in Boston, watched some of the games, and we'll talk about some of the other games in a minute, but everyone, I I texted you last night and said, these teams are just driving each other through the boards on every play, and that's how you got to play in the playoffs, and I agree with you. I, I was impressed With the finishing of the checks and the physicality that I saw tonight, I didn't expect that. So, tip, yeah, like Connor,
0: yeah, Connor Brown got a good lick in on Johansson, Cadry got a good lick in on Debrusque, which I love. Debrusque drives me nuts. I'm happy to see him lose a tooth tonight, personally. But, and, and dude, Zach Hyman, man, like, I know he wasn't on the score sheet, but if you just watch this guy shift to shift, like, I get it. Like, this is one Babcock thing that I get, man. Like, he is just constantly making positive things happen on the ice, always forechecking, always hitting guys, even creating offense with Mitch Marner, which helps being on Mitch Marner's line. But I thought he had a hell of a hockey game not being on the score oh, sheet. Oh, dude,
1: he's incurred that, that, like I said, that, we did not talk about enough how that, they've got a better... Matchup this year for the Bergeron Marchand passer neck line than they did last year.
0: Yeah, 100%. they've got a way
1: way better answer for that line.
0: Yeah, and if you dude, if you shut that line down, you, you can beat this hockey yeah, team. Yeah, I know, hundred like percent. They have they, they have good like. Don't get me wrong, the Bruins have great forward depth too. They have guys who can score all up and down the lineup. But at the end of the day, you shut down that line, you can beat this hockey team, and that's what they did tonight.
1: All right, let's get into Bum of the Night, Beauty of the Night. Hit the music.
0: It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Take it away, buds.
1: That's right. Usually it's Bum of the Week, Beauty of the Week, but on the postseason pints, it's Bum of the Night, Beauty of the Night. Ryan, since it was their most complete game, I'm having a really hard time deciding who the bum was. So I'm going to have to pick somebody who it seems like an easy pick, but it's in the low hanging fruit, but I'm going to do it. Nikita Zaitsev again with the turnover tonight. Didn't think it was his worst game of the year, but I've got to pick somebody. So I'm picking him. Just know your role. Don't turn the puck over. Please just make the easy play please just please don't turn the puck over anymore Nikita your're bum of the night
0: yeah it's it dude honestly he didn't even have that bad of a game No, that's so what I said you're, you're yeah you're literally just picking a bum to pick a bum
1: yeah well because well that's that's what we have to do tonight right because I thought I thought as a whole they played well but the segment is bum of the night beauty of the night so we gotta pick somebody
0: yeah okay I'll go my bum of the night uh Casberry which is a tough pick because he didn't have that bad of a game but if you watch the game closely, sometimes he's just not in in position, and he gave the puck away a couple times. I could have picked Patty Marlow too because even though he had a decent game, he was a little more invisible. But if I just had to pick a Leaf bum based on like how much they played, I guess I'll pick Kapanen, Even though I hate picking him, really I just want to pick Zdeno Ochara.
1: Oh yeah, let's you Zidane know is okay, really my bum of the night. Let's do that then. Let's uh, bum of the night Zdeno Ochara. I hate you yeah i hate you too man like it's
0: just and i hate you just being a fan i don't hate you as a human being but just watching you year after year against our hockey team i can't stand you man i'm so done with looking at your face it is ridiculous so at the I, you know i i feel bad you know what I, i'm gonna disqualify casper Caput as my bum today Z- you know, is just I'll, my you know bum
1: what, you know what I'll just dis- I'll disqualify Zaitsev. I picked on Zaitsev all year, and I- he played a decent game tonight. I'll disqualify him too. You're right, Chara. You're the bum of the night. Get out of yeah. here.
0: Yeah, without a Get doubt. Here like with I- your
1: big alien-looking self.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, like just I can't even pick a leave. I feel bad picking a leave. Chara, you're getting all the blame, bud. You're a bum. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Okay. Beauty of the night. Which one of us is gonna pick Mitch Marner?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the easy one. I'll go with Mitch Marner because he's Mitch Marner, and he just does it over and over and over again, and through the years, he's dealt with some hard... It's never been- It wasn't too easy for him until... The- like This year, he made it look easy, but the past two years before that, it wasn't so easy. He was on the fourth line, and do you remember when Mark Hunter was standing up about to say his name and... A certain Mike Babcock oh, wanted to take Noah Hannafin. Oh,
1: God. Wow. Defensemen, defensemen are hard to come by. Yeah, Where
0: is I, Noah Hannafin now? I mean, like, I don't
1: disagree. Defensemen are hard to come by, but come on.
0: Yeah, like Noah Hannafin, no disrespect, decent hockey player, but we're talking about the guy who is just the absolute engine to this hockey team. And he proved it again tonight. And he's proved it again and again and again and again. I can't say again enough. Mitch Marner, you were the beauty of the game.
1: Back the Brinks truck up, Kyle.
0: And, dude, he can't even get angry. I get the whole no. Nylander. He got overpaid. This guy got overpaid. That guy. This guy is not getting overpaid. He no. is literally. If you watch this team game in he's game dominant. out, he's dominant. He he's he's unbelievable. He's in his size, it has his size is not even a factor. Yeah. Everything he does is just at the highest level there could possibly be.
1: So, Mitch Marner, you are the beauty. One hundred percent agree with you. My choice, Ryan. No one in Leafs Nation has ripped this guy more than you and me, and tonight he did exactly what I said he needed to do, so I'm giving it to him. Willie Nylander, I said, you need to capitalize every single chance you get in this series, and he started off on the right foot tonight, and he deserves a pat on the back after we slagged him all year. Rightfully so. He was pretty terrible, but... He did what he needed to do tonight. So, Willie, beauty of the night. Proud of you. Proud of He
0: he put the game away. That was, he put the game away when he had to. When a goal scorer had that goal scoring opportunity, he took it. He made it happen. So, Willie, you've been slagged, but you deserve it tonight, my friend.
1: All right, before we wrap up our first postseason pint, Ryan, let's just talk a little bit about some of the other games, some of the other series. I can't think of a better place to start than the Columbus Blue Jackets coming back from being down 3-0 to defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 and take a 1-0 series lead. How impressive was that?
0: It was really impressive, and I didn't touch on this earlier, but I feel like Tampa— and Boston kind of had the same thing going in both their game one losses. That going into the series, the Bruins field felt pretty nice about dummying the Maple Leafs. And the Tampa Bay Lightning felt pretty nice about dummying the Blue Jackets. And guess what? They both lost at home. They're down 0-1. And that's what happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's why it is the best first round in all of sports.
1: I Ryan, I I watched that game last night. And when the Blue Jackets came back and and took the lead, the the look on all the Lightning players' faces just this bewildered look, like they didn't know what was happening. Well, like, it was the first time they
0: faced adversity all year. Yeah, when he went sixty-two crazy.
1: hockey games, and Victor Hedman, man.
0: He had a seepies last oh, night. Oh,
1: he sure did. He looked like he was going to cry after the Blue Jackets.
0: He, that was maybe the worst hockey game I've ever seen Victor Hedman play. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I watch every Lightning hockey game, but he was awful last night, man. How about they, that? They got to they pick it up. But they probably will, but that's a big win for Torts. How
1: about and that Torts the, 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 video? The,
0: eh, it might have been a little sad. I, oh, I, I love You it. know what? That's genuine from Torts, I love though. it. Like, oh, my God, know. I know, Ryan, I I know some it. people... I know some people were like, ah, it was all set up, no but you know, that's Torts, though.
1: Tim and Sid's caption, BRB gonna go run through a wall. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, like, I, I
0: don't think for one second that Torts is ever putting on a show. The guy wears his heart on his sleeve.
1: The New York Islanders defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-3 in overtime. Ryan, last week we predicted this series would go seven games, and I think that's exactly what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you're not surprised. This is what this series is going to be. Um, It's going to be two hockey teams that are both really good and that 2-3 spot, man. The 2-3 spot in every division in this league is going to be a great series. It's going to maybe go the distance in all four divisions. And last night, you saw just the start of it in that one. Phil Kessel. Oh, dude, Phil Kessel, like... You got to know that the Penguins organization is... When that guy doesn't show up, they're starting to get a little sick of it like we did.
1: Oh, he got a goal last night. Yeah, but he gets a goal.
0: What what, what what else does he do? Skate around.
1: Can I just say it? Can I just come out and say it? Like, I, I, until this season and the whole thing with Tavares, I was pretty indifferent about the New York Islanders. I hate the New York Islanders and their mouthy fans. I'm just watching that game last night, and I'm, I'm full. I am... A Pittsburgh Penguin fan when I am watching that series.
0: It's hard not to... It's hard to hate the Pens, too. You know? Like, I know
1: they've won a bunch, but it's like Sid. The St. Louis Blues defeating the Winnipeg Jets 2-1. Tyler Bozak with the game winner. And the Winnipeg Jets trail 1-0 in their series. Bozak had a hell of a
0: game last night, too. Like, whoa. Bozy! I'm proud of Bozy, And that was my kind of upset number one pick is the blues beating the jets in that series. And that's last night was a step in that direction, man. That was a tight game. Like th- there was a, like a minute left of the third period and both teams had like 25 shots apiece, And you're like, Oh, these two teams are running each other into the boards playing serious defensive hockey.
1: He got the the Jets goal last night, and then after that, Patrick Lyonnais went to the uh, went to the bench and grabbed the Harry Potter invisibility cloak, and then that was the rest. That was the last you saw of him for the rest of the game. Well, that's Patty Lyonnais in a nutshell. Yeah. The Dallas Stars defeating the Nashville Predators. Surprised by this or no?
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't care about that series.
1: No, but just are you surprised by that or no?
0: No, I don't think I'm that surprised by it. Nashville is a is a very good hockey team, but their power play stinks in there. They're gonna have they're not really a, a, a tremendous goal scoring hockey team. They have a great defense core and they play good defensive hockey, but when it comes to forward depth, scoring depth, scoring talent, they're not the cream of the crop. And Dallas has some guys who can pot the net. What Roman Polak last night out with a minute left making blocking shots left right and center i'm sure babs was watching that oh, he crying
1: really sure was just so proud of him so just proud. Of
0: sobbing him. in his hotel room watching Polak block a bunch of shots with a minute left
1: the san jose sharks put a beating on the vegas golden knights 5-2 ryan do you buy the sharks every year the sharks are the team are you buying them this year yeah, I
0: still feel like that series is going six or seven. I I don't really have a feel for that series. Last night was last night. We we can't get too hopped up on these game ones. Um, the Sharks are just old man, and Eric Carlson is is not the Eric Carlson that he was when the Sens were an overtime away from going to the Cup final a couple years ago. He's not that same guy. But the Sharks, man, they they they're they're battle tested. They got some vets on that team. I wouldn't be surprised if either
1: team won the series. I'd I'd, I'd agree with you on that one. the the I'm kind of I'm favoring if the Sharks can get halfway decent goaltending, I think they can go on a run. I think they could potentially win the West. I think the
0: West is wide oh, open. Oh yeah, the man. West is. You're wide looking open. at that. You're looking at that West, and you're like, I have no idea who's coming out of that. Like you look at the East, and it's kind of like, hey, Tampa, Washington. Let's see you go. Let's have a rematch of the East final and see who goes back. Yeah. But the the West, I'm I was filling out brackets and I'm like, dude, I have no idea who's coming out of the West. Zero.
1: The tonight, the Washington Capitals defeat the Carolina Hurricanes four to two. Do you think this series is going any more than five games?
0: No, yeah, absolutely not. Nice. The Capitals are on a tear. Nice Tom little season Wilson. for
1: the Hurricanes with the celebration and like getting the fans into it, and that's a team that'll only get better over time. But yeah, uh, the Washington Capitals are gonna have their way with the Carolina Hurricanes, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, like they're, the the Capitals power play again strikes tonight. OV gets another one. Backstrom gets two. They're they're gonna roll that series, buddy, and they're gonna be waiting for a beat-up Islanders, or a beat-up Penguins team in the second round.
1: And last but not least, the Flames and Avalanche, which is on right now. When you're listening to this in the morning, everybody, you can update us on what happened in that game. Currently no score, but I think we all expect the Flames to do well in this series.
0: Yeah, Mark Giordano in my top five biggest beauties in the National Hockey League. So... I think the Flames are my second favorite Canadian hockey team, so I'm actually rooting for them.
1: Game two, Leafs Bruins go Saturday night at 8 o'clock in Boston. We will be coming at you with our game two postseason pint after that. Thank you very much for downloading, everybody, and rejoicing in the big win with us tonight. We will see you after game two.
0: Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad
1: podcast.
0: Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stone teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca.